Welcome to Grace Harvest Church's weekly podcast. For more information about Grace Harvest Church or to find out more about something you hear during the podcast, visit us online at graceharvestchurch.org. Now listen in and allow God to speak to you through this week's message. How many of you were here last Sunday? All right, a number of you. Uh, If you were here, you would have seen that we did something a little bit different. And uh, what we did was gave uh, a young man that's a part of our church an opportunity to share his story of how God's grace had transformed his life, a man named Tanner. And uh, Pastor Noah was up here and interviewed Tanner, and it was really, really powerful. I wasn't here, um, but I've heard great things from other people. And we wanted to continue to do that as we bring in the new year and give you the opportunity to hear the story of God's grace at work in a woman's life, a single mom that has seen God transform her. And uh, my wife, this is my wife, Peggy, and Peggy has walked with Crystal Sullivan um, for the last few years, right, a few years, uh, two or three years, and they've walked together in a discipleship relationship, a mentoring relationship, and we have watched, we've stood back and observed as Crystal has been absolutely radically transformed And so what I want you to listen for today is I want you to listen for those common things that apply to all of our lives. Because, you know, sometimes I have people say this to me. They say, I don't have much of a testimony. What do you mean? Well, I grew up in the church and, you know, I never went out into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And, and, uh, and, you know, they they never went off really crazy or wild. And they say, I don't have much of a testimony, um, but I'm serving Jesus today. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That is an incredible testimony. It takes just as much grace. Just as there, the grace is just as powerful in a person that is kept from sin than a person that goes into it and gets rescued from it. Amen? And not only that, but we all got sin, right? We all got stuff. Even if it's in the heart or it doesn't play out this way, we've all got our stuff. And so I just want to encourage you to listen carefully and uh, to, to be encouraged today that God is at work in your life. He's not done with you doesn't matter where you're at in your journey. He's not done with you. And no matter how deep down you may feel, He can lift you out of that. Amen? So will you welcome the two of these and make sure that... Amen. Yeah, give, give it up for them. Amen. That, um, so our theme from last Sunday and this Sunday is uh, future and hope. And the uh, scripture, the theme scripture is Jem- Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So God's thoughts towards us are always of peace and not of evil. Peace meaning um, shalom, the Hebrew word shalom, which is wellness, wholeness, restoration. God always is in the business of restoring. Restoring, The context of this verse is in the middle of God disciplining the people of Israel by allowing them to be taken captive and led away to a foreign land. Even so, his desire was and still is always to restore relationship and bring us back to a place of hope and a bright future. Because of Jesus, we can say with the Apostle Paul in Romans 8, chapter, uh, verses 38 through 39, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Because of Jesus, we have no reason to believe we've gone too far for him to love us and bring us back into a right relationship with him. I feel like that's just been being said all through today in the, um, the worship, just the words that were shared. And um, I think every song had the word hope in it. Um, and so that's God's just really um, speaking that to us right now. And so I have the privilege of interviewing my very good friend, Crystal Sullivan, about how God has given her a great future, lots of hope, and a new life. So, all right, here we go. Uh, how long have you been coming to Grace Harvest Church, and how did you hear about us? Okay, I have been coming to Grace Harvest Church. The first time I was invited was um, four years ago, and it was actually a, a Christmas invitation, the cards they give out. Um, I live next door to the Pike family, and um, they brought over a card, and we came to church for the first time. And um, about the first five times I came, all I could do was cry. <laughs> I would just stand there. <laughs> the spirit was moving, you know, like, yeah, I want this girl. But um, yeah, I just, it was wonderful. So so Ryan and Carrie Pike were her neighbors. They're no longer in our church. They've moved. They're still part of us, but they just moved. So um, uh, just, just uh, as a reminder, give those invitations out because uh, people will come and God's going to do things. Um, so give us a little bit of background, um, your upbringing, and then, and then maybe two and three, when you, did you first decide to truly follow Jesus, and what were some of the events that led up to it? So maybe we'll do both of those all together. All right. Okay. So some background. Um, I'm Crystal Sullivan. I'm 31 years old. I grew up in Emmett, Idaho. Um, I have four siblings, and... <laughs> Um, and so growing up, um, about elementary age, um, I remember my dad's life actually being radically changed by Jesus. And, um, we started going to just a few families at a house and, um, their daughter would teach us about Jesus while they did a Bible study. And, um, that was good. And, um, so the seed was planted and, um, and then, Further down the road, we kind of stopped and drifted off, and um, I'd say about 15 years old, I got in the mix with bad things, um, started doing, started out with like smoke and pot, and then went from there to to doing meth, and um, life was messy, and I was only 15 years old. My parents had sent me away, and I went and lived with my grandma for a while, and um came back, fell right back into it, um, and that's kind of the story throughout most of my life, um, get better, get worse, get better, get worse, um, I met my ex-husband, uh, my kids' father, when I was 19, and, um, we got married, and things were good for a while, <laughs> um, and then we started using together, and, um, so that, that, made everything worse and then so we started having kids and it was good while I was pregnant and um, when the babies were first born and then fall right back into it and then so it made life really messy and um, twice as hard to have kids and be on drugs like it's terrible um, and so I would get better get worse through each of my kids and then um, 
They, let's see, when my twins were about two years old, um, I, uh, I was probably the deepest I had ever been. I was a mess. Um, my husband actually, le he left, moved out. Um, I ended up losing, losing my house. My parents had moved here to Washington, and um, nobody really trusted me. I didn't have much help there. Like, I'd kind of messed everything up. Um, and so I would call my parents, and I'd be like, you need to come get me. I'm, like, sleeping in my car. I was homeless. Um, just, uh, I was a wreck. And they would come, and they would get me, and I would come here, and I would get clean. I would be here for a week or two, and then I would leave again. Same things would happen. Um, and I would just trade one drug for another, like, oh, I'm clean off of this one, but really I'm doing this. You know, it was just... Um, it was, it was hard to to get it figured out, and I guess rock bottom hit, and um, things happened between me and their dad, and um, I left. I took my kids, and I left, and I came here, and um, life got better for a while. It was um, pretty good. I started working at Sporties, which was probably a mistake, like the bar life. Um, anywhere you go... You can find, find, you can fall back into anything, like especially if you're in a bar scene. And anyways, um, I ended up meeting someone that um, was was like, I don't. The first time I met him, um, I, it didn't feel right, so I was like, I'm gonna leave. Well, he pulled out a pipe and got me high again, and I had been clean for a year that time, and. Uh, it was weird, like, darkness. Weird. But I'd been coming to church, and I was like, I can help him. <laughs> really, what was happening was, like, I was just being sucked in. Um, and it was, like, demonic um, oppression. It was, like, it was crazy. And I, I can't explain why I didn't get away from it, but... Um, God, God had been telling me, like, stay away from him. Stay away from him. Well... Um, I wasn't listening, and so um, I remember we were sitting there one night, and it was like crazy, crazy things were just happening, like scary, and I was like, I got to get out of here, and um, I was like out of my mind, and I left, and um, I ended up finding myself in a lot of trouble um, in a situation that I was wrecking things. Um, not not really knowing what I was doing. I was out of my mind, really. All I could do was scream out and pray to God, like singing, screaming, praying, while all these things were going on. Um, and I, uh, it was right then, like, God needs you. Like, snap out of this, girl. Um, and I remember the sun came up, and I was just so thankful that I wasn't lost in that darkness, like, that... that the demons didn't win. Like, they didn't take me over. I, I wrecked a lot of things, and I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and so I woke up in jail, um, and that right there is when my life changed dramatically. Like, um, I ended up being sentenced. Instead of the prison sentence that they wanted to give me, I was sentenced to um, three months on house arrest. And um, during that three months... Uh, my kids had gone to their dad's for the summer, and 
I surrendered, like, and not not just say said I surrendered, like everything, like God, I lay lay everything down, work in me, and He just started taking things from me, like. I would read the word, and I'm like, okay, I don't cuss anymore. <laughs> okay, I don't, you know, um, I gave it all, I gave, gave him everything, and uh, my life has flourished since then, yeah. So, amen. Good. So, could you share with us, we'll go to seven, could you share with us how Grace Harvest Church and relationships with people here serving in the church, attending Delene's class, mentoring relationship here. How has that helped you grow in your faith? Um, okay, so while while on house arrest, um, I had Peggy would come to my house, and she, her and Doug came first, and they listened to my testimony and prayed over me. And Real quick, so she, she actually contacted us, and she said, I need, I need help. She reached out to us. And so, anyway, I just want to make sure... There's a time to reach out and to hear and to, you know, ask for help. So. Yes. Um, and they responded immediately, like, you got us. <laughs> um, so her and Doug actually came over first, and um, they prayed over me. They listened to my story. Um, and Peggy and I started going through the Purple Book, and she would come once or twice a week sometimes, always calling and texting me. Um, and... We, we went through the Bible together, and I, would, I was able to, she was able to help me and um, understand some things and share things and um, speak life to me and, yeah, and pray with me, yeah. And then Deline's group, I don't know where she went, but she's amazing. Um, she's a spiritual warrior, and I was, like, lost in some crazy spiritual war, and uh, so... She would come over, and she would bring her group, and they would pray over me. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, if you've never had Delene or um, anyone pray over you like that, it's good. It's good stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> stuff, the, the right good stuff, right? <laughs> um, okay, so, um, so as a single mom and just this new life that you're walking, what are some of the challenges challenges you face? And then how is God working in the lives of your children? Give us some. So being a single mom is never easy. Um, it wasn't easy. So it used to be incredibly hard. Um, it was almost like on drugs, you're a different person. You're like, you find every way to, well, leave me alone right now, because, you know, whatever, or, um, just different things. And, now, and so since God transformed my life, um, my kids have been transformed also. It used to be chaos, complete chaos. Um, I was chaotic, which made their life chaotic. Um, and they're little blessings now. They, uh, they love Jesus. And um, we pray. We pray all the time. We pray for everyone. Um, they've even gotten in trouble at school for talk, telling people about Jesus, talking about Jesus, which um, I told you, you're not in trouble. <laughs> you can talk about Jesus whenever, wherever, however you want. So um, they, uh, we pray every night. They actually get really upset with me if, I'm, if I am not there at a certain time. Like, you haven't pr- we haven't prayed yet. Like <laughs> um, Anything that they see, like... 
if somebody mentions Jesus or um, anything, they're like, Mom, Mom. They, they get really excited about it. And um, so, yeah, their lives have definitely changed. And um, not only that, but um, my parents have come back to faith. And um, um, even my brother, who's, who's really, uh, he's like a hard, a hard guy, you know, um, even though I'm not good with words, I feel like Jesus shines through me, and he's changing people through me without me even having to say anything. So um, <laughs> it's, that's been good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Awesome. So um, <clears throat> could you share with us? Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> um, so it says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, uh, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what is um, an area or two where God has renewed your mind and given you the ability to live differently than before? Okay, so um, the renewing of my mind. He renewed my mind, my body, my soul, everything. Like when I surrendered, um, he t- I... I don't and can't say cuss words anymore. Um, drink, smoke, cuss. Um, I don't often get angry or stay angry um, like I used to at all. Um, and then love. I feel like I feel like he's just given me a heart full of love. Like um, I like I feel like I see things through Jesus's eyes now. Like. Um, I work at a grocery store, and when people come in, I'm like, I love that person. Like, I don't know them, but I love them. And um, I just feel like I have so much love, like it's just spilling out of me now. And um, I feel like that's honestly what he calls us to do and be, yeah. So. How about that? I, I like to, when you shared this with me, just how God really spoke to you when you were watching a movie just about relationships, and that was so powerful. I mean, that was just like a sovereign awakening for you can you share that okay so this one um it was a movie that it was a girl that um her mom was a single mom and um she ended up like giving herself away in sexual ways um and like during that time the holy spirit just hit me and i just like couldn't stop crying like um he just put on my heart like how wrong and twisted um, sex has become, um, and how like my whole life I was giving myself away, and um, God doesn't want that. Um, like it's meant to be so pure and so special. Yeah, I cried for hours. My mom's like. You've changed so much. <laughs> like, I watched this movie and it was, they were using this girl. <laughs> yeah, so. It's really neat. I love it. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Can you share with us any Bible verses that are a source of encouragement to you and, and why they are and how? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to share first. Um, Music, like music has helped me so much. Um, I don't listen to 
anything except for Christian music now because I feel like it pulls me in the wrong direction. And um, so this song um, helped me quit smoking because I smoked most of my life. Um, the It's Great Are You, Lord, and it's, it's your breath in our lungs. And I'm like... Wait a minute. This is this isn't my breath. I don't smoke anymore. <laughs> um, so that that was really good for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so Ephesians six ten. I really like. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Um, I don't do anything by my own power anymore. I mess things up. So um, I do things by His power and through Him. Um, yeah, and so every single day of my life, I read Revelation 21, um, and if I'm not going to read the whole thing right now, but if it's it's gives hope. It's um, a new heaven and a new earth, and it just tells what we have to look forward to, and uh, I live in light of that, so um, I live in this world now, but I'm not of this world now, and uh yeah. Um, so this one right here is my favorite, which really helped change my life. One of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came to me and said, come with me. I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. So he took me in spirit to a great high mountain. He showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and sparkled like precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. And so I put myself there, right where my name is. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to sparkle. I'm going to prepare myself as his bride. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine for him. I'm going to be his bride. And um, that really helped change my life. Like, what, what would he want me to be? Who would he want me to be? And it's in the word it says, it's written in our, in our hearts and on our minds. And so anything I would go to do, I'd be like, is that right? Examine it for, like... Would he want me to do that? Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to change that. And so, um, yeah, over the course of about a year, well, it's still going. Like, we haven't finished yet, but um, I've just, yeah, opened my life and let him take everything that wasn't me. And uh, he's planted in me some wonderful things. And it's been good, yeah. I just feel like I just want to say thank you to your parents. I don't want to put them on the spot, but I just want to say thank you to them because they're such a huge part in this whole story by being there. Like, they're, they brought you back in. They're supporting you as a single mom. And just and that they're together. They're still together. I know you guys have had a really rough time, but they're still together. And because they, they're still together, you're sitting here right now. And they've prayed for you. You're sitting here right now. So thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, is there anything else you'd like to share that um, we haven't covered? Let's see what. Um, I guess I would just like to recommend if you're in any kind of a dark spot, even if you don't want to tell somebody, cry out like. I remember in that moment when he grabbed a hold of me, like I was completely lost. I was out of my mind. I probably would have never come back from that if I didn't cry out like I did. Like, 
um, literally in the middle of destruction and getting myself in the biggest mess I've ever been in, all I could do is, Jesus, help me, like, and I'm screaming it out, and uh, he did, he, he did. So um, I just wanted to share a few concluding thoughts. Um, so the vision of our church um, in, is uh, to worship God, to serve our city, and to make disciples, um, which is based, basically based on the last words of Jesus to his disciples in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. All authority, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. So I'd like to just kind of encourage everyone on this, um, the make disciples part of our vision and Jesus' command. Um, if you're someone who's been walking with the Lord for a long time and... Um, even if you haven't really been walking with the Lord, you're, you're ahead of somebody out there that needs what you have. You're, um, I guess I just want to say you're, you know, you're a perfect candidate to be a friend and a guide to a person new in their faith. Um, there are many new spiritual kids in this church. A lot of people the last two or three years specifically have really given their lives to the Lord and um, can't walk it alone. They can't walk it alone. And if you can make yourself available... I think we get overwhelmed by the largeness of um, the phrase all the nations when Jesus said to make disciples of all the nations. We're talking individuals. Nations are made up of um, individuals, one person, you know. And um, so I just want to encourage you to ask the Lord, who can you be able to, who can you share in um, and, and disciple and, and bring to the Lord? Because I, um, I just said, Yes. And, you know, you don't have to say yes to every single person, every person that comes across your way. But, I mean, there's someone that the Lord has for each of us to be able to disciple and to befriend. And um, I just said yes when Crystal, she contacted us. And I, I was like, I was a little nervous because I, I can't relate to the meth stuff and the deep, you know, I, I can't relate to that. I, um, yeah, I've got my, I'm not, I haven't done a lot of the bad stuff out there like that, but I got my own issues, but they're nice girl issues, you know. <laughs> Heart issues, the deep ones that are really in there that don't come out real easy. But anyway, so I just said, I just said yes, and I said um, I will be, make myself available. And I was just there for her. just listened. I, you know, just let her talk. Um, we went through the Bible together. It's like, oh, wow, let's, let's read this. You know, I, I'm not a Bible scholar. I, I love the Lord. I've, I've walked with him a lot, and so I made myself available. I was just going to say, a little bit of love goes a long ways. To show somebody just a little bit of love and that you care even a little bit like, could make a world of difference in someone's life. It's so true. That's good. And, you know, I, I've um, something that's become so real to me lately the last few days, in fact, is um, the difference between cure and care. You know, we think, oh, I have to cure and fix this person. I got to fix them. You know, I don't know, you might not be like me, but I'm a fix-it. I'm, I'm a 
anyway, I have the tendency to be a very fix-it person, like, okay, I'll get with you, but I'm going to fix you, you know. But, and my husband's encountered that too, but I, I love him. Anyway, <laughs> my kids too. I've had to repent for trying to fix my kids rather than care. Anyway, so I, there's a big difference between caring. All you have to do is care. The love and, the, and what Jesus has done in your life gives us the care and the love. You care, and he does the curing. You know, I, I showed her that I cared. I made myself available cause I, and that I care. And he's curing her. He's doing the healing. So um, that can be overwhelming, but um, I don't know. It's, I know last service I said it was good for my ego. I didn't mean that. I meant that in a... It's, it's good for, I mean, just the way... It's a mutual thing that God has put in us to be able to give and to serve and to help someone. And so it's been a mutual blessing for each other. It's um, no greater joy. I think it's in third, third John. It says, I have no greater joy that my children would walk and be walking the truth. And I have so much joy walking, watching her walk in the truth of what God is doing in her. So um, anyway, I just want to encourage everyone, um, just listen to the Lord and be encouraged. And those of you, there's, there's a hope and a future for you. Crystal's a living, breathing Bible <laughs> of what God is doing. She's the real, she's the incarnation of what God is doing um, and wants to do in all of us. So, amen. I, I've had to tell Peggy to don't try to cure me because I'm beyond hope, right? <laughs> Only God can do that. Um, what, what a great story, huh? Can, can we one more time just say thank you to these ladies and thank you to God? Wow. You know, I wanted to read a text to you uh, real quick here from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to Himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Did you catch that? The ministry of reconciliation and the message of reconciliation. And then it ends this way, therefore, and get ready for this is for, for you that are followers of Jesus, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Did you hear that? God making His appeal through us, we implore you, that means we beg you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, He made Him to be sin who knew no sin so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. You know, God has a new life for us. And in some cases, it might be an instant work or a very sudden work like it was in crystals. In, in other people's lives, it's a slow process that will happen over a long period of time. And the truth is, even in crystals' case, in all of our case, it's going to be a slow process of change throughout the course of our life. None of us have arrived, right? 
But what I want to encourage you with is you might be stuck right now. You might even be entrapped by a besetting sin or there might be an addictive behavior in your life. There may be something that has brought you to the edge of hopelessness. And what I want to tell you is what has been set up here, that in Jesus Christ, there's hope for you. Amen? And, and just to encourage you, you might feel like I've, I've, done, you know, I've done the rehabs or I've gone to marriage counseling or I've tried to turn my finances around or whatever your situation is, I can't overcome that area. And what I want to say to you is God is going to work on your behalf and just to look to Him, right? Cry out to Him, look to Him. And I want to encourage you to also reach out to people to help you and, and, and find people who are in Christ who can help you. We're walking with Him. Amen?